coming to you from beautiful Santa Barbara, California. Promoting peace, healthy living, and happiness. It's the Peace Podcast with host Barbara Gon Mueller. Hello, welcome to peacepodcast.org for peace, healthy living, and happiness. And as you know, each episode is about 15 to 20 minutes. That's to inspire you to find out more about our guests. That's to inspire you to live a life of peace. And today we're going to inspire you to get rid of a myth. The myth that nuclear weapons are going to be with us forever. No way, says our guest, Ward Wilson. And I love his name, Ward Wilson. Say that over three times and you'll be happy. Ward Wilson (laughs) is not only an author. He is a, what can I call him? A visionary. Let's call him a visionary because he sees our world as a planet that doesn't have any need for nuclear weapons. He's also written the late book of his latest book, I should say, is The Realistic Case for Eliminating Nuclear Weapons. And he's received incredible advanced praise. Listen to what General Lee Butler said, the most intelligent, comprehensive, and compelling argument ever advanced against nuclear weapons. And then I'm going to tell you what my friend Oscar Arias in Costa Rica said. Ward Wilson's book makes me believe that the eradication of nuclear weapons is feasible, and get this, in our lifetime. And with that, I want you to meet Ward Wilson. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I I appreciate being on. It's nice to be on. It's wonderful to have you because, you know, people have this mythology going around that we are safer if we have nuclear weapons. It's complicated. And if we have our own nuclear weapons, then we can just be ready if we ever need it. We can't do that, can we, Ward? Well, there's no, there's no question that nuclear deterrence <clears throat> works some of the time. If you make a scary threat, it will work some of the time. The difficulty is that there is a a fundamental element in nuclear deterrence that is flawed, that that fails continuously. And that component that that sits in nuclear deterrence is us. We are the problem in the machine. Human beings are prone, are fallible. We make mistakes from the lowest soldier to the highest leader. We make Uh, We do silly things, we get carried away by emotion, we lose our heads. And if, and we're deeply enmeshed in nuclear deterrence because people make the threats and other people evaluate the threats and respond to the threats. It's not as if nuclear deterrence is a machine that sits in the corner by itself. So if human beings are prone to folly, and we are, and if nuclear deterrence if, if human beings are involved at every step in nuclear deterrence, the nuclear deterrence is inherently flawed. It will fail. It's failed in the past and it will fail in the future. One day, one of those failures will lead to a catastrophic nuclear war. Unless we believe that nuclear weapons don't always have to exist. That was the first question you asked me to ask you. Do we believe that nuclear weapons are always going to be here with this complication that if one goes off, we're all gone. Yeah, the, 
Experts often frame this problem by saying that nuclear weapons can't be disinvented. But if you stop and think about it, disinvention is a made up word. No piece of technology has ever been disinvented. History of technology shows that all the different types of technology, toasters and guns and vehicles and whatever, change all the time. Technology is a constantly evolving, it's like a river that's always changing. Mm -hmm. Old forms drop out of use, new ones come in. So technology goes out when one of two things happens. A, something better comes along. People say, well, I don't need this anymore. I've got this new thing. Or B, people realized that they were taken in by the shiny newness of some technology. They were awed with the technology and they misunderstood its utility. I think nuclear weapons fall into the second category. And it seems clear to me, based on the way technology evolves, that nuclear weapons will go away, maybe now, maybe later. But in any event, it's an issue we should think about seriously. You're listening to Ward Wilson. He's a widely acknowledged leading source of innovative pragmatic arguments against nuclear weapons in our world today. His theory is that we absolutely can get rid of nuclear weapons. Why should we have that hope? Well, a lot of times, Ordinary people think that they can't understand the problem or be involved in it. And, um, oh, all right, let me, let me come back to that. Okay. It's, it's easy to be awestruck by nuclear weapons. And the problem does seem insoluble. But if you stop and think about it, we don't have much evidence about nuclear weapons. They were used once in a single week against two cities and one adversary 75 years ago, and they haven't been used again since. So almost everything we think about them goes back to the Cold War. But the Cold War was a special time in American history. It was a time of enormous fear and anxiety and even paranoia. What does it mean that our ideas and beliefs about nuclear weapons come from the Cold War? It probably means those ideas and beliefs were influenced by the time when they were first framed. It probably means those first government officials and experts who thought about nuclear weapons made mistakes. To me, it seems more than likely that the fear of that time distorted their thinking, exaggerated the importance and necessity of nuclear weapons. I think it's worth going back and going over their work and checking their math. Well, I sure appreciate your thoughts because I think we operate on a lot of mythology with nuclear weapons. And I want to remind you and our listeners that the United Nations is very aware of the danger of nuclear weapons on our planet. And they just created the UN Treaty for the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons. And if you don't know about that treaty, you might want to go to una.org and go and check it out. UnitedNationsAssociation.org is my email my presidency of the United Nations. And it's very important that we pay attention to what's going on out there. I don't think you're alone, Ward. I think there are a lot of people who don't want nuclear weapons on our planet. 
Well, surveys show that 60, 70% of Americans, depending on how you frame the question, wish that nuclear weapons would go away. That's a lot of people. Yeah, and the problem is that there's a small group of experts and government officials who say that they're necessary, and they make all these arguments. One of the arguments that they used to make is that um, everyone wants nuclear weapons, that if we don't uh, keep our nuclear weapons, someone will build them, and then the world will be full of nuclear weapons. We have to stop other countries from getting nuclear weapons. Well, in 2017, the UN voted the Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons, and 122 countries voted in favor of the treaty. And since then, it's a process. So you vote for it in the UN, then you sign it, and then you get it past your parliament or your Congress or whatever, and then you ratify it. So far, 81 countries have signed, and 50, I think now it's 55 countries have ratified. Mm -hmm. Treaties in force, and it says, you can't use nuclear weapons, you can't have them on your territory, you can't help people to get them. And, but the most important thing that the treaty does, I mean, it won't outlaw nuclear weapons today because the nuclear weapon states haven't signed the treaty. But the most important thing the treaty does is it shows that not everyone wants nuclear weapons. There are some countries that are willing to sign away their right to ever have them, and they're happy about that. And that ought to tell us something about how useful and important nuclear weapons are. Well, your book, the, your book, the realist case, the realist case for eliminating nuclear weapons. Does that really highlight how we can do that? Well, sure. I think that I think that fundamentally, what happened is we had this Cold War, and people had didn't have very many facts to go on, so the experts and government officials made assumptions. Assumptions are fine, but usually what you do with an assumption is you test it against reality. But since nuclear weapons have never been used, there's no way to test the, the theories against reality. So we're stuck with a bunch of assumptions that people made during the Cold War. So I just, I, I am confident that if we apply realism to the ideas about nuclear weapons, but if we look closely at the utility of nuclear weapons and at the potential danger that they pose, it's clear there are moral weapons. That's not an argument. That's not the case. The question is, are they useful? And I think if we look closely, what we'll find is they're not useful. They're too big to be useful. They're too clumsy. They spread poison. Whenever you use one, there's poison that can blow back on your own troops. That's why the U.S. retired all of its tactical nuclear weapons, its battlefield nuclear weapons. So I think, I think that if we stop being in awe of nuclear weapons, if we stop pretending that it, they don't exist and never talking about them, if we confront the issue and look at it realistically, I think we'll find that nuclear weapons are stupid technology, that we were tricked by awe and uh, you know, shiny newness, and, uh, and that, in fact, we'll be perfectly happy, and, every, and all the other countries in the world will be perfectly happy to get rid of them, because no one wants to keep technology that is both dangerous and not very useful. Well, you know, it's so interesting, because I, was, I just did a speech to A World Without War, and they have uh, 
uh, campaign now that 3% of our military budget could end all hunger on our planet. So there's a lot of uses for this military expenditure of nuclear weapons that we could help our people have more success in their lives and maybe even have a way that they can contribute their gifts and their talents. I think that's so true. And one of the, I am concerned that um, nuclear weapons, that the possession of nuclear weapons, it seems to me that there's a kind of discouragement in the United States today. I just wrote a piece about this um, that's going to be coming out on Friday. And I will um, find that article that you wrote. Um, it's going to be in Ink Stick, I N K S T I C K. Excellent. And um, it's called Pandora's Box. Mm. And it, it seems to me that um, we're discouraged as a nation. We were once this kind of happy, confident, can do, you know, uh, Great Depression, no problem. We'll build our way out of it. We'll build, not only are we going to have projects that will pump money into the economy, we'll build the Grand Coulee Dam, which is the was the biggest dam in the world at the time. So even when there was, when we faced hard times, we thought big, we went to the moon, we fought a two front war during World War II, fight two powerful countries at once, no problem, we can do it. Today we're so discouraged, we're so downhearted. Not only do we have an opioid crisis and rising suicide rates and uh well, you identify the issues that people are thinking about and worrying about, but yet if we did something as tremendous as getting rid of nuclear weapons, what amount of hope we would have? Because Absolutely. if we can get rid of nuclear weapons, we can do anything. It's like the power is back in the ways that we handle the problems that worry us. And I am so delighted that you're here, Ward, because you have this positive voice that we can eliminate nuclear weapons in our lifetime. I um, always believe that in my lifetime, we're gonna have peace. And my grandchildren, I always operate that my grandchildren and their grandchildren need to have a world that's really clean and orderly and not a product of wars. So Ward, we're about, done with our conversation today. I shouldn't say done. I want to talk to you all day. But let's say the conversation is about to complete. What would you like the world to do? What would you like? What is your dream for the world? And how do you see the world in 20 years? Well, I think it's just what you've said, that in 20 years, the United States has led a movement to eliminate nuclear weapons. And then in some ways that makes up for us having brought them into the world. And uh, the United States is restored as a confident, um, cheerful, optimistic democracy. And, uh, and that we then can help countries around the world with their problems because we have a surplus uh, from not having to make these tremendous weapons and not worrying constantly about having missiles come flying down out of the sky and devastating the entire country any afternoon of the week. So uh, I think that the future, there are, there's real possibility that we do not have to feel um, that we'll always live in a gray, dark world. Um, there was a guy who wrote an op-ed in the Post recently and he said, we just have to learn to live under the shadow of nuclear weapons. Well, I don't accept that. I don't want to live in the shadow. 
I want to live in the sunlight and, and do bold things and accomplish things. And I think that's what I think that's what we can do. Oh, I love that. I want to do bold things and accomplish things and not worry about the threat of nuclear weapons. You're listening to Ward Wilson. What a pleasure to have you, Ward. You know, um, I'm going to find your book eventually and read it. And I know you were running an institute for the realistic approach to handling nuclear weapons. And I hope someday you can keep that going. We need, your, we need you out there to keep us on the right path. Here, the, uh, the name of it is Realist revolt because the realists are going to revolt against the dreamers it's www.realistrevolt.org thank you ward i want our listeners to know that they can also join your party and the party of happiness joy and maybe a world that eliminates nuclear weapons in our lifetime thank you again ward thank you so much I'm Barbara Gunn Mueller, and I'm so grateful you joined us. Have a watch party. Invite your family to watch Ward and talk about what you can do. First of all, you have a voice. You can write to your assembly people. You can write to the president. It's on the website. Just find your president's phone number. And I'm saying your president because many of you watch from other countries. Your president, your leaders all need to join this group of people who are eliminating nuclear weapons. Thank you for joining us.